So we're taking it back from where we left off last time, and I'm asking you, you know, how you would uh, write it, what, what kind of things you would want to write. Well, what came just this morning, at just this moment even, uh, is doing my own uh, PBSP structure in my head, you know, um, and looking at... Um, how I feel or what's coming up and then thinking what history uh, might have produced the dress, the distress of the moment the or the overload of the moment and I think that's coming up because these last half year and even less than that have been very stressful mm. extraordinarily stressful working, working, working some people say how in the world are you do all those days and Diane declining um, and I've been finding there are times when uh, uh, I do a, a structure and I've done a couple recently in my mind that have had a profound effect and I'm astonished that you can do it in your mind on your own and it comes up and it gave me is that okay, what I'm saying? Well, that's beautiful, actually. Let me put it in context as I understand it, okay? So, okay. in a way, um, at the moment of reflecting on the question of what sustains me, um, what comes to mind is, oh, I could do a PBSP structure. Yep. And, and in a way, the beauty of it is that, um, you know, doing the PBSP structure right now would be specific help for this project yeah but it's also in a way uh, connecting to the work of a lifetime that <laughs> has true. you know so in a way um, you know what I'm hearing you say is actually the work of my lifetime has been uh, to understand myself to understand human beings including myself in such a way that I can evolve the tools um, yeah. uh, so that in a moment like this one I have access to this PBSP structure. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm hearing it almost like the babushka thing, that there is, you know, like the small babushka doll of this moment, but yeah, there's was, also all the other babushka dolls of the stuff that you've done yeah. in your life to create that. Right, right. That's interesting you put it that way. That's very fine. Uh, but w w it opened up another spot in my head because the reason the process came about was because leaving dance and leaving, not so much dance, leaving New York City and the goals of that resulted in seven years of anxiety and panic and the most miserable years of my life. And I think what sustains me is to know that I could be that miserable for that long <laughs> and not give up and have the world absolutely changed because at that time I felt like the, the, the world has no meaning. I, I'm just a zombie. Not that I stopped working. I never stopped teaching a day or stopped working. But the fact that it can change so radically after being so bad so long. Mm. So then it lets you hold on and not quit. 
mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and know that something absolutely unexpected can come. And as a matter of fact, because of all that misery that came up, in that middle of all that misery was parts of myself that had not come alive in the work that I had chosen. You know, yeah. so that there's something to learn out of the misery. I, I don't know how to put that any other way than at this moment. Yeah, yeah no, but that's uh, that's like, um, you know, like um, after you survive the misery, it comes as a, as a help in a sense of remembering that since you survived it, you can survive a lot. That's one thing, but then there's something in the qualities of the misery that has the unborn self in it. And I think it pushed me to find the whole system of PBSB from that. Mm. Anyway, I think it motivated that. So that's one thing. Then the other thing that sustains me is the love for people, you know. And then immediately I think of my wife, I think of all my friends and my family, and all the people I work with. And and the love of humanity, of, of, of life, or of livingness, the, the dearness and sweetness of that, it, that sustains me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any other way to put that. Uh, then I think what also sustains me uh, is the body stuff that I started doing when I was five years old, okay? So I've been a body person since five, or maybe even before that. I started doing body exercises on my own. Nobody told me do it. I had four older brothers who couldn't pay attention to me, didn't give a damn what I did, and my father had no idea what I was doing. But I started doing that stuff early on. And that became bodybuilding with Dan Lurie. I don't know if you ever heard of Dan Lurie. I mean, just uh, from uh, your uh, bio, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and then I, I was in his uh, his uh, gymnasium for years, and then out of that came the dance, and then all the body stuff with Martha Graham, uh, and and that. What's in that is as I talk about that. I've said in my bio somewhere, you know, I was raised in a very, very orthodox family. And I'm so glad uh, that with that came ritual rather than dogma. Because I can't stand, um, I shouldn't be saying this, but I can't stand the dogma of fundamental thinking of any kind. I Mm -hmm. just... Mm-hmm. can't stand it and I've just written an article for Nancy Eichhorn on spirituality but the ritual there where there's a moment of sacredness in the present that when you move with it and make a ritual with it it changes life which is the kind of thing where a moment in the present becomes a long-term memory rather than just a short-term memory. Mm-hmm. So the whole notion of ritual, and that ritual stuff came from Martha Graham, because all of her dance and all of her movement stuff didn't have to do with exhibitionism, but it had to do with ritual, Greek drama, and stuff like that. And so that combination of spirituality without dogma and ritual, and how to make a moment in the present have a profound influence, even though it's only an hour. So it, let's maybe just stay a little longer on that, um, because that's a very powerful image. You know, you say a moment in the present, 
you know, go from, in a way, into long-term experience. Um, um, you know, obviously there's something that happens for the people who watches the dance, but there's also something that happens for the person who performs the dance. That's right. Uh, and, um, and what's it like for you uh, as you remember such moments? I, I remember, well, what comes up in my mind now, separate from Martha Graham, was the very first time I saw uh, a, a kind of live theater, and it was breathtaking. I, uh, that's when I was quite young. I think we must have gone into town to see one in New York City, Manhattan, and saw the living, the color and the motion, uh, it just dazzled me. I don't mean for exhibitionism. It's, uh, anyway, I don't know if that's where you wanted to no, go with it. No, I want to because there's something very powerful there. So, you know, that's your first experience watching theater. Theater, and you know it's just on a stage. Yeah. But it awakens something in your heart and in your brain that that is so different than... Uh, something that's just simply put on the stage. Uh, the, the stage in the brain then changes enormously. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, where I'm putting together this thing is I'm staying with that concept, you know, that you brought up of um, um, ritual as opposed to dogma. And yeah. ritual as opposed to dogma, you see, the experience of ritual is something where the moment takes a quality that is really different uh, right, and right. in a way converted from present and fleeting to yep. long-term. So, so in yep. a sense, you know, you're out of the boundaries of time, but yep. not in an intellectual way. It's something not emotional that happens. And and that the that quality is what you found in theater and dance as well. Yeah. So and I'm kind of staying longer to see describing what the inner experience is. That's what I'm working. There's something about imminence that I want to put in it. Okay. And that has something to do with what people call spirituality, where you're in that extra. And I don't believe in spirituality as something separate from the body. It's the emergence of something, and that imminence is an emergence of a part of the self or a, a, a quality that has to do with uh, uh, the ultimate uh, meaning of existence or something like that. So, so there's At something in that moment uh, that, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're still very much in touch with who you are as a, in a physical way, but right. at the same time, there's an experience of something emerging. Yeah. Um, that and, it, and it has a sacred quality. I can't put it any other way. No. Sacred. Yeah. That, 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 uh, and then when I say that, that when I moved in the Graham-esque thing, and when I just move now, if I just do things, and the quality of the movement, I'm not just dancing. There's, there's a quality that... I can't tell you where. When I danced, I lived it. But and but so right now, right now, between the two of us, what's happening is I'm seeing you with yes. Skype, and um, you know, just the moment you were doing it, your voice slowed down a little bit, and then the movement of just yes. moving your hand slightly, you know, yeah. there's a part that's a way in which you your 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 hand position 
you know, the, your fingers a little bit outstretched. So the kind yep. of a sense of stretching and then the stretching the movement slowly as you opened up your hand. Um, well, I didn't think of stretching, but I sent a sense of the, of, a, of I can't put the word on it. It was the the timing of it, of the rhythm. I wasn't stretching. It's just that... An opening? No, it just says it's meaningful that wherever... that The source of that motion wasn't to stretch. Right. But there was an expression of some kind. I can't tell you that it, there's an expression and there's a sense of meaning and rightness it's rather than opening... So, so it's not necessarily the opening, but yeah. I'm trying to find the words to capture my experience of watching from the outside, yeah. uh, what yeah. you experience from the inside. Yep. And as you're talking a little bit, then I'm changing from the notion of opening to the notion maybe of following. And you know, almost like if you're uh, touching a rock or a, a surface and you're following the surface to kind of follow the contour. Nope. No. no? Okay. Because I'm not dealing with something from the inside. Yeah. I'm dealing for the quality that's making that movement. Okay. So you're following some kind of a quality inside that's, that's right. making that movement. And yes. the movement is only a byproduct. So it's, it's not a byproduct, but a, an expression of what's inside. An expression of what's inside. So, so this, yeah, yeah. So, but so what, what in a way makes this movement, this moment sacred? you know, outside of the ordinary just flow of time, but, you know, more special, is that you are in touch with that something inside. Yep. Uh, and as you're in touch with it and you're paying attention to it, you're listening to it and try to follow it with the movement no. of your arm. No, I'm just being it. I you're being it. You're I being don't try it. to follow it at all. Yeah. I'm just being it. And I'm being it knowing... I'm observing it, and you are observing it. So I'm the observer of it, the liver of it, and the deliverer of it. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So let's—is that okay to stay with that experience of uh, sure. observing that that uh, movement and being that movement? So just for a moment, you know, obviously, understandably, the words are going to be very hard to render that. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. what we're trying to do because that's a very profound experience for you of the sacred. Sure, 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 you know? sure. And in it is, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So that, that I'm, I'm, I'm expressing with my body what could also be expressed in words, but it has a totally different quality when it's expressed. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I'm yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you that it's going to be very different. We're trying to find a little bridge. I you know. know. <laughs> I know. I so, know. so when I hear you say the yes, yes, there, uh, you know, the again, I'm trying to find a phrase that might work there. Okay. And, and the analogy that comes to mind is resonance. You know, like yes. when you have a sound and another sound. That's and a, but the resonance now is the resonance with the inner quality that produced that movement. Okay. That, 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 that my body is resonating to the quality that I wanted to express. So when I'm saying yes, because if I did, look at, if I did this, 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 it's meaningless. It's, that's not ritual. But if I go, yes, 
yes, yes, yes. Each moment of that is an absolute expression of what I feel inside. And I'm communicating it. And now I'm hearing my voice is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know any other way to put it than that, but I don't know if that's where we were going. No, that's beautiful. <laughs> it feels like really a beautiful place. So, yeah. so, so you know, the, the, we're we're talking about then as that moment of say religious ritual without dogma, um, dance theater, but I'm hearing it also as a way in which say I as a person can experience moments. A feeling authentic and that sense of me resonating with myself. Is that kind of what you're talking yes, about? But, but I never use the word authenticity. I, I, it just doesn't fit. But let me go on to another. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Because I've been doing a workshop for three days in my apartment right, right here. And one of the things that they talk about is how I am with each person, that I'm really there. And they say every move I make and how it is there with that person and they feel connected. But other people call that, that's my presence, you know. But I'm resonating and I'm truly present with them. So there's something about not being just, again, I don't know how to put it in chrono. It, it's just really being there. Mm-hmm. I can't put it any other. And then I'm being there in the relationship. So when I'm working with people, the words I use, the movement of my gestures are fitting them and they are connecting with it. So, But I don't do it to think I'm dancing. When I'm doing that, I am totally unconscious they they say that you are doing that but right now i'm consciously communicating that to you but when i'm with people and doing the work there is, is something of that resonance going on which yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't put any other word on it so so just again i'm approximating and sometimes i'm closer and sometimes are farther so we're we're kind of playing you know hot cold there but what i'm hearing you say is something about uh you know this is something that you certainly experience in contact and connection with people and the movement that happens the movements that happen when you're connected with people are uh an uh, an expression that can be unconscious Yep, of, yep. Um, of in a way picking up what's happening in the relationship that's right and sometimes I do that or I may be doing that uh, in re- real time and maybe that's what sometimes people like to be with me maybe because I, when I'm doing when I'm in a leadership place in a group I feel that I'm a uh, in a ritual setting, so I'm very careful with what I say and what I do, but I'm not being careful in the sense that I'm elaborately putting together words and whatnot, but I'm in, tu- I'm in an attunement kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when I'm with people, um, that happens also. But but I don't know if that's what sustains me. We're talking about movement and meaning now. Well, but... My, you know, knowing you, certainly movement and meaning are going to have a lot to do <laughs> with what sustains you. So I don't think we could go wrong spending okay. some time there. Okay. But in addition, you know, we're not talking about just movement and meaning in abstract. 
But we're talking in movement and meaning connected to the experience of the theater, but also connected to the experience of the ritual space. And the sense of meaning and that life has meaning and connection. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the, that it, there's meaningfulness in the uh, in human interaction. And and I think you know that's a key word there. You see, human interaction. And what you were saying before is uh, in a workshop, you know, you're the, the thing that happens is you're attuning. Yep. So uh, what we're talking about is we're talking about moving in a space that's not the ordinary or mindless space, but in a space that's structured by connection and attunement. You got it. Okay. You got it. Right on. Yeah. So I guess that, that must have stayed me. Because when I lead a workshop like that, when I'm finished, I'm not exhausted. I'm enlivened. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I started that workshop still recovering from uh, two weeks of flu, and I ended the workshop being more vivid and alive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, from, I don't know, also vivid and alive for furthering their own, each individual life. Because, yeah, and I participated in that further. So that, what you got here is that I'm participating in the act of becoming the next part of the self or becoming another step in the realization realization of the self yeah, yeah. which is which is endless yeah yeah so yeah. so but so you know the small movements in a way micro processes and macro processes there is you know the um attunement like a moment by moment connection of paying attention so that's the micro the level the detail and as you enter into that space uh you know there's the connection that happens through that the engagement yeah and uh at a much larger level the sense of being part of this process of enrichment and opening up and growth yeah yeah and that's what life is all about then you then you the sense i'm truly alive Mm-hmm. feeling so that there's a sustaining there now, let me think of what else might sustain me but is it okay to just stay with that in a way no, not, not, to say, not to say that other things are not important but this I, feels I, like a very powerful one yeah so, oh, sure. so sure. what I would like to do is if it's okay kind of stay a little bit more into sure. the physical experience of that you know what is it that signals you know to you when you're in that space uh, and compared, and and what is it when you're not? Uh, oh gosh, let me think. Uh, when I'm in that space, I I don't know that I try to be in that space, so I don't get a signal. Ah, now I'm in that space. So it isn't quite like that. I I think when you put it the way you put it, I think that there's been a part of me that's had for one reason or the sense of the sacred from the beginning of time. And so I think I've been weaving in and out of that without naming it as a little boy in school and whatnot. Uh, So maybe let's go to experiences as a little boy when you would not in any way have described this as sacred, you know, and it would have whatever. But can you access some of the qualities some some of that 
came from being in the synagogue with my father, I think. Some of that. Uh, And the two things come to mind, I mentioned it before, that the moment in the Saturday, because every Friday and every Saturday, I would, my father would, you know, he had six children, but and I was the littlest one, and uh, he would take me to the synagogue with him. And that was the only relationship we had. He never spoke, never had any conversation, really. But I'd be sitting, and then there's something sometimes about the tonality of the rabbinical singing, and that's the Sephardic sound, which is very different than the Ashkenazi sound, because when I hear Ashkenazi uh, uh, rituals, it turns me off because of the, to me it's a mispronunciation of Hebrew sounds. But at the moment when they do all the preparatory things and then they're going to open where the Torah is and the sense of now we're going to open absoluteness. Now, thank goodness, I don't believe what's in the Torah is absolute whatsoever. It's nonsense, a lot of it to me. But the sense that here is value, here is meaning, here is the sacred, and just opening it and then carrying the sacred object in a ritual ceremony around the synagogue. And every now and then my father would arrange that I carry the little Torah, so I was be I was carrying this truth in a way. Uh, that that that's the earliest conscious sacred thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that feels and, what feels very powerful there is it has nothing to do with the content, you know. Not there, at all. Not but, at all. But it's the the container itself, the experience of ah, this is really something very valuable, and in order to be in connection to this something valuable, we need to take all these steps. And uh, and there is um, the music, and there is the quality of the music, and there is uh, the setting. No, there was no music at that time. The there, was a, there was a little bit of a tonale. Okay, if you want to say some of the singing. The singing. That, that no, because you were talking about the, yeah. you were talking about the sound. The sound, you know, the that, sound. That may be part of it. That may be, but I think in the sound was the what I saw in it is that, that now they are going to present the ineffable, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that, uh, and that 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 was that was dear. Right, right, it's and very, so, but so what happened is you could conceivably. Uh, have been, you know, to to say well, how you responded to this, uh, you could conceivably have been somebody who says, well, they said, you know, here comes the ineffable, here comes the magnificent, and then something comes, oh, it's not important, then therefore it was a hoax. But actually what happened is you connected to, I really love the experience of the waiting for the ineffable. And in a way... The waiting for the ineffable and preparing for it is already the ineffable, and yeah. the other doesn't count. You know, in a way, it's well, like it's, it's a pretext. Also, there's the movement of opening the cabinet, yeah. and there's the movement of touching it. So that I guess I began to see ritual dance at that point. Yeah, yeah. Although, although 
when I, if you want to hear the absolutely non-sacred part mm-hmm. preceded that, <laughs> and I don't know, this would be a little, I don't know what I was going to say this, that, you know, before they would do any of this ritual, they had to um, decide who was going to participate in it, who was going to carry the Torahs, and so they stopped the moment, and then this this nasal-sounding guy would say in Spanish, as if he was auctioning, Quantadan Is how much you going to give for this? <laughs> you know, I think, oh my God, what a stupid <laughs> bullshit. You know, Quantadan But then they choose, they say, okay, and, and you can't write, you know. So he had little pieces of paper with names on it. So they know how much to charge the people for it. So it is this stupid uh, part. But, of but in a way, you could say it's part of the ritual too, because not the, to me, don't not to you. Well, I'm not so sure because the way you you play back that stupid voice. Yeah. You know, um, it's so part of it. No, it's mockery. I was mocking it. Well, okay, but so we may disagree on whether ritual (laughs) is, but, you know, in a way, anyway. No, uh, please don't, it's tarnishing tarnishing the other. I just wanted to tell you, there was a part of me that had to move away from the the, uh, the dogma and why I married someone who wasn't Jewish and why my daughter is also Buddhist. I didn't want the singularity of one simple religion and yeah. have to be the one and only yeah so no, I moved, that, that I comes loud and clear that okay. comes loud and loud okay. and clear yeah. no. i wanted universal things and i was just somebody showing you the local nasal nonsense here but the universal thing is the treatment of the torah itself and that that was the ritual stuff yeah. so that but that's something that in a way um that you connected with the sacredness of this moment of, hey, we're entering that space. Yep. You know, uh, so from that moment, that's what you were sensitive to, as opposed to, in a way, caring for what was in the Torah or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, because when I began to learn what was in it, I couldn't, I didn't yeah. like it. I said, what the heck? Yeah. You know, uh, the, thank God I was born a man and not a woman. I mean, oh, thank you. You know, <laughs> and, 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 and and God gets angry and he punishes. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. But 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 you know that the, the part of it is you were able to connect to that and in that to find the universal. No, which, but in that ceremony. In I, the ceremony, the universal, which is the longing for that moment of opening up to the sacred. I don't. I wouldn't want to put longing. It, okay, so not, what, not what that I was longing. Right? The experience. The experience. Of okay. I wasn't longing. For, I didn't say, "Oh, please, I want it." Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> bloody experienced it. Yeah. You know? yeah. I just experienced. So it. just that that you were able to receive it, because not necessarily everybody could receive that. No, no. I don't think they were trying to communicate it. No. I don't. I think that the ritual was in my brain and not in the folks who were doing this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Although, do you, is your sense that they were picking it up at some uh, level? Or? Uh, some people maybe. Some people maybe.
But as I look back, they were just doing, repeating what they did every goddamn Saturday morning, you know. And uh, and then they felt in the repetition, they were feeling confident in it. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm kind of... No, no, but that feels, that feels beautiful there. And so there was also something special about the fact that it was with your father, with uh, whom you did yeah. not communicate much other than that. Uh, he, we had no communication... Right now, I am so pissed off at all the lack of fathering he did. I mean, some of the stuff I've been working on recently has highlighted enormously the absolute absence of fathering model for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he did, uh, that was the only constant thing that he did was uh, doing the... uh, (laughs) I don't know why I want to put this out. My brother once asked him, why do you do... Because every morning he do all the prayers and all this kind of thing. And my brother told me recently, he asked my father, he said, why do you do this? It just makes me feel good. So it didn't... He didn't speak about sacredness, but he had a habit of doing things that made him feel good. (laughs) So I don't know if he felt the truly sacred... I hate to say that about my poor father, but uh, because, uh, well, I, I can give you a number of other things that he he, he didn't know how to, oh, well, maybe let me put this here. I don't know why I want to bring this up. We're bringing up all kinds of stuff here. <laughs> One of the most horrifying moments in uh, being in the synagogue with my father, one time one of my brothers was present and my father wanted him to participate and when the guy said on, did that, he wanted to have my brother do one of the things and my brother being a uh, I don't know what to I can't find the right word right now but he, he was he was going to uh, be a fighter he mm-hmm. said no I don't want to do it and they had a yelling fight right there in the synagogue at each other. And they had to suspend the whole process. And it was like, ugh, I could have, like, disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so I, I think my father just, he, he wanted to do the right thing. Not because I don't, I don't know if he felt the sacred, but he didn't want to uh, get in trouble with God, you know. He had a funny thing about having to follow orders. He never could be a leader in himself. And what comes up in this, I'm, I'm in psychoanalysis. What the hell am I doing here? My, 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 my brother told me he once went to work at the same place my father was working. And then he said to my father, he said, you know, the boss here is cheating on stuff. And I'm going to tell him what he's doing. And he says, if you do that, you get out of here. You don't, you don't uh, in je- jeopardize my uh, livelihood. So he he was going to be a, a quiet accepting of of uh, bosshood, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and so he was accepting the bosshood of God and doing all the ritual. But I don't know if he did it from an individual place and feeling he was being sacred. He wasn't going to get in trouble with the boss. 
Right. I'm sorry, I'm putting No, 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 but that's interesting. So that's a question of relationship. So yeah. so the, the, the relationship that your father had with God is essentially the respecting authority. Exactly. And, and you're better off, you know, doing what the boss says. Yeah, but, and if you don't, you're going to get me in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And your own experience at that moment was actually of experiencing connection with God, quote-unquote, because yeah. that's what... That's what yeah, is with the sacred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I was thinking of God, but I had a sense of sacred. And I have that same sense of sacred when I would see Martha Graham movement. And just the way her body moved from an inner impulse, not mm-hmm. because, not from volitional. You know, you, you ballet, you put your arms here, you do this. But she, every bit of the movement came from an inner state. And, you know, when we developed PBSP, we broke movement into three modalities. I think I spoke to you about Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. It was reflexive, voluntary, and emotional. And the basic part of of PBSP is to let what wants to come in out without modulation. And that's what Graham was doing. There was some modulation, but she was staying right with the inner quality of it rather than simply saying, I'm going to make a pretty movement looking good from the outside. Right. It, it rose out of an inner state. And Martha had that, and that absolutely drew me. So, so that sense of the movement that rises out of an inner state, and, uh, and that's what you were describing earlier, that's when we were talking about, you know, and I, and I started saying about opening or following. Yeah, exactly. and, that, and that's really like that sense of the movement that rises out of an inner state. Exactly. And that inner state that corresponds in a way to, at the deep level, being in connection with who you are and where you are and your relationship with other people in the universe. And, and in relationship with existence inside me. Yeah the whole quality of existence. I can't put it any other way. Yeah, but so so where we're coming to is that sense of um, the way you're connected, the way you feel, um, your relationship yep. with existence yep. is uh, in the movement that arises spontaneously. And in the relationship with the... the it's like when I look at my wife or I touch my wife or I feel her touch, something connection with that quality comes in again yeah and it could be not in movement it could be just in seeing and i can't describe it any other way yeah yeah Yeah. but so something about um that maybe what is happening in the movement itself where it's visible but in seeing uh there's a sense of perceiving the relationship and relationship is in a way something that happens or exists takes place between you know, so there's something about, you know, the implicit interaction. There's and some connected, and when you connect, put it on connectedness. Connectedness. When, when I'm doing that movement, it's connected to the, my feeling inside. When I see my wife or people I love, there's a feeling of being connected to them. Just on the sight, something happens in the heart where there's a connection going on without literally touching. Yeah, and so you notice how when we started and you were at the beginning mentioning, you know, things that sustain you, and uh, you were talking about the connection to your wife, you were talking about connection to people and for humanity, and so, you know, now we're bringing this back together uh, with that notion of the sacred, 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, that, that felt relationship. And even though it's not a movement, yeah. in a way it resonates with you in the way that a movement would. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. that interaction, that there's something, that connection. Yeah, and connection is the word, that we're all connected, and we're connected to everything that is. And when you say that, I'm looking around the room here, and I've got many plants here mm -hmm. around, and often I touch them and talk to them. So I feel connected to all that is sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that, that matter, and that goes back to the thing I'm writing with, uh, not with, I've written for Nancy, that matter is divine, so that everything that is, is divine. So I, I don't think that the divine stuff exists separate from matter. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. There's living matter and so-called inert matter, but inert matter interacts with other so-called inert matter. So reactivity is already the beginning of aliveness, even right. Material right, thing. right. So, so again, uh, the word connection is something that's so often used that it could sound abstract and we can think of it as an idea. But yeah. for you, the quality that touches you is that connection has a, a, almost a, a, a touching, touching, feely quality to it. Is no, you can, I, I would put it more a divine feeling. Divine. But what I meant by it, because divine is one of these words, again, people can talk divine in yeah, a material right. way. Right, okay? right, right, and so right. what I'm trying to check is that sense that for you, there is a sense of, you know, even something that doesn't move, it's like seeing a movement, like connection, is the possibility of A, physically moving to B, even if they're not. Uh, or what you're saying doesn't quite fit. Okay, I, so let's stay I, with that. Let's, let's change I, I, it to, the, to how it might fit. Let's, I don't know how to put it. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know if this is what sustains me, but to feel that everything is, in a sense, alive, that we're all part of a, of a, of a totality, not a fragmentation. So there is no... I mean, when I think about it, the world is also split into different... Uh, dogmas and there's terrorism and whatnot, but underneath all that, we're all connected. I, I don't know what I'm saying. So, so let me try it. There's something about connected as opposed to split. Yeah. So, in a way, um, you know that the experience you say, even not just when you think or you look at your wife, but you look at the room you're in and you look at plants, and and so the sense of connection is not just say. I'm me, and I'm so totally different from a plant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but something about there is a connection. There is. We're all part. We're all part of the same stuff. Yeah. I, we're all part of material. I'm, as a human being, I'm fortunate enough to be able to be conscious and to experience it. There may be an, a different level of experiencing it on a material level. Maybe who knows. But I'm not saying that uh, objects talk or think. I'm not. Yeah. No. No. But there's something about a sense of being in the same... Yep. That it, we're part of a, of a huge singularity, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is the cosmos itself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And there's a wonder in that. Yeah. So let's maybe, as we're connecting a little bit to the wonder, yep. describe what the experience of the wonder is, what's happening physically, you know, as you're... Well, when I say wonder... Two things happen. One is a tone, and the other is a voice. Mm -hmm. 
it's awe. And awe is awe. Yeah. The sense of awe. It has breathtaking. You take it, you... And it isn't the awe of pleasure where you get, you know, you get a warmth and you go, ah, it's, yeah, almost, without so, a word, know, word, wordless wonder. Yeah, but so, so I'm hearing you and I'm trying to, to replicate it by saying it, you know, to notice what's happening and to, you know, noticing that as I do it, there's a certain way in which I feel my mouth expand, you know, moving sideways, but not, you know, I don't think of, I don't think of my, I, I said, oh, is my mouth moving? I'm just feeling the feeling and letting the feeling make the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to make. No, I'm. I'm not trying it. I'm okay. just trying to no, re- to, just, to describe uh, what I'm. Let me see. Anyway, that that's a sense of wonder. Well, isn't that funny? When I put wonder, it was the first time I heard the oneness of wonder, mm. and and now I'm hearing the, the the one of it that we are winners, that we are alive. So there's that wonder we won. But, but not by beating somebody, but we won the lottery. Yeah. And I say that we did win the lottery because our sperm and our egg, that uh, my father, that I was that combination. I'm, I've got, I'm, I'm a winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that wonder. <laughs> no, I, I'm playing with the word. This is just yeah, all. yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, look, you're here. It's a, it's a series of winners. You know, people who could yeah. have been eliminated at every stage of the way sure. for quite a few million years. So, so, so how lucky, how lucky we yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. How lucky. But then there's the awe of speechlessness that is so beyond comprehension that that the wonder of existence is beyond human capacity to embrace it we just aren't that the the cosmos is so enormous and so complex we can only be speechless in the face of it yeah 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 anyway that's the oh and I think that some of the chanting carries that the oh that infinite quality in that, in, in all kinds of uh, Buddhist chanting or Indian chanting, it all carries that sense of wonder. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't know we'd get to all this. What? The <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, I want to share with you uh, a possible way. So, you know, not in the sense that in any way you should follow it, but to. As a, as a way to possibly react, that if I had to write your, your chapter as of okay. today, yeah. um, one way would come about would be to describe the experience as a kid of mm. going to temple with your father. That could be. And um, noticing, you know, not the dogma, but in a way the movement, the preparation, the, the, the entering, the ritual... I, uh, yeah. The ritual, which is uh, the gateway to entering that space. That's right. And noticing that um, you, even though the people who were doing it, for the most part, were probably doing it mindlessly, but it had nothing to do that, in a way, 
you got into something resonated deeply with you in the ritual yeah and um and 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 certainly had nothing to do with the content yeah and then uh you know later you find yourself you know at first as a kid in the theater you know in in a show, then later as a dancer you know with Martha Graham yeah. connecting to that quality of ritual space where you have the movement arising from inside and where she would work with fundamental human meaning yeah she was going for yep yeah so that the ritual is a way to connecting to that fundamental human being and then later in your PSVP P- PBSP PBSP yeah. development uh, you know, and through the whole process that culminated into PBSP, um, you know, that sense of um, paying attention to, you know, that quality of... Of, of that, 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 that we had in PBSP, that the movement that would come from our body would come from our emotional state and the body should be the expression of that but then there had to be a counter shape and a response to it so it wasn't a matter of simply doing it in PBSB is that when we let something out there had to be an answer from the outside of satisfying the expression mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was in PBSB then it wasn't just letting it go it was having an answer so but having that, an answer, which brings again to that notion that related to the sense of connection. Exactly. So that there exactly. is interaction, there is connection. Exactly. You know, so it's all about that connection. Yep. And then, you know, in a way, where we ended up is what that connection leads to is actually that sense of wonder. And not only does it, the sense of being connected to the to ultimate reality. Yeah. 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 So, so that's kind of how I would uh, I would put it. If that sounds that sounds good to me as a beginning. Yeah. Of how I came about to do all this kind of stuff, and it's still resonating, and I'm still looking for the connection. I'm getting the connection to an image of fathering that I never had before. This has come in the last day or so. I've had a, what an ideal mother would be like. And I've thought of an idea, Father, but I never could fully experience it. And now I'm experiencing that, and it's having a profound effect on how I behave and think. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that has nothing to do with our conversation, but this just happened overnight. Yeah, good, yeah. good, 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 good. So it's just that we're endlessly becoming. It's, it's you know, it's, not, it's an endless process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I like you saying that it is. There is an isness, which means an existence. Right. That that there's an isness, not just dead matter. Mm-hmm. It, that in matter is an isness. Yeah. 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 I'm. I don't know where I'm going with that, but that's no. But that's uh, that's uh, so that's very connected to what you were saying before about being very alive. Yeah. And about the li- aliveness of things, and so uh, in a way, that's the opposite of uh, the the opposition between matter and spirit. 
Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, what you're saying is, you know, there's matter, but the, but matter is very alive, and there is an existence and isness in it. That's right. Absolutely true. That's my yeah. belief. This is part of the Active Pause podcast at activepause.com.